Our first message this afternoon is from Mr. Mark McGarvey. It is entitled, Knowing How. Mark. Thank you, Ron. When those kids clear out, it half empties the room, doesn't it? That's a good thing, though. I want to start by um, just thanking everyone for all the help during... Uh, we, got, we got hit by that tornado that went through Sepulpa two weeks ago. Um, for those of you who don't know, there were two F1 twisters that went through Sepulpa, and we got hit by one of them, direct hit. I've been living in Oklahoma 17 years now, and I've finally been hit by a twister. So makes me a true Oklahoman, right? Um, but what happened, for those of you who don't know, we had a between 50 and 60 foot oak tree in our front yard, and it was blown clean over. Um, if it had gone this way, it would have fallen on the house. If it had gone that way, it would have fallen on my car. But it went that way, as did all the trees on that street, went all the same direction, obviously, and landed and crushed the neighbor's F-150 pickup. $60,000 truck uh, totaled. Um, I guess it's insurance to take care of that. But we couldn't believe the destruction uh, in our street when we opened that door after being huddled in the uh, interior bathroom. Um, there was a 10 or 15 second spell where we felt the house shake and uh, I honestly thought the roof was going to get lifted off and the house would cave in. It, it, was, it, was, it was real scary because you have no control whatsoever what's going to happen next. You really don't know. And uh, it looks like it went through the neighborhood and was doing this number zigzagging all over the place because there was four or five streets in line with us that were all hit the same way and trees knocked over, houses hit by falling trees. And, um, but um, we lived through it. We're all okay. Amazingly, the house, with the exception of a few pieces of siding that were blown off, was pretty much, and some, some shingles, I guess, on the roof um, were taken off. It's pretty much unscathed, so that was a blessing. Um, but I just wanted to thank you for all those who have helped, who came over, uh, for sending us stuff and food and, and helping out, and your prayers, of course. Um, we're pretty much all cleaned up now. We just had the, the eight-foot tree trunk itself still sitting there. Because uh, um, we had the insurance that has to come around and look at it and look at everything, all the damage. Um, we may have to get somebody professional to remove that because it is big, several thousand pounds, I imagine. Because the oak tree itself was a good three foot at least across it at the base. And uh, a lot of weight there. But um, again, thank you for everything. So in the early part of the 20th century, I think the 1920s or 1930s, um, Henry Ford, we all heard of him, Henry Ford, the creator of the Ford Company, was having some trouble at one of his car plants. And one of his assembly lines shut down because of some kind of problem. Apparently, no one working at the plant knew how to fix it. Um, so Ford called the German engineer who built it to come in and have a look and see what he could do. Some people rumor say it may be Nikolai Tesla, but I think it was uh, another guy. But we don't know for sure. There's no official record of how long it took the engineer to fix the assembly line, but he did and had it up and running perfectly. But Henry Ford balked when he got the bill from him. It was for $10,000. 
And so he called the engineer and said, can you give me a breakdown of, of this? What, what all is it $10,000 for? And the engineer told him it was for tinkering $1, for knowing how to tinker $9,999. <laughs> he knew, you got me in there, I fixed it, job done. Henry Ford didn't complain. He sent the money. He paid the bill. But the reason I'm telling this story here is because God knows us. He knows how to use us, how to get the best out of us. But do we know ourselves? Do we know why we're here today? Do we know how we got to where we are now in our lives, in our walk with Christ? God knows our strengths and our weaknesses. We can ask him, pray to him for help and wisdom in knowing which way to go. A way to be a good servant to him and to help his work. I'm going to begin by going to Jeremiah, the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29 and verse 11. Just one scripture here which I, I thought was relevant. Uh, Jeremiah 29 and verse 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you a future and a hope. Although God here is telling Judah through Jeremiah, the prophet, he has not forgotten them after they've been um, taken into captivity to Babylon and his covenant promise, he's also telling us just one little aspect of how he thinks about us, how he knows us, thoughts of peace and not evil, to give you a future and a hope. Wonderful words from our Creator, to reassure us, to let us know what he thinks. God wants what's best for us, for us to make the most of our lives. Maybe he'll tinker here and tinker there a little in our favor um, to make things work a little better. Because as the new uh, contemporary Christian song from Jeremy Camp says, there's one line there like, um, he rescued us, we were a dead man walking, so to speak. He did rescue us. Without him, without Christ, we would have been dead. He tinkered here a little, there a little, as he was calling us. He has a plan for us also. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. Book of Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 10. For we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. We are his workmanship. We are products of his work. He wants us to follow his example, the example of Christ. If we go back one chapter to Ephesians chapter 1 and verses 4 through 5, we have another uh, verse which ties with that last one. Verse 4, Ephesians 1 just as he chose us in him before the foundation of the world, that we should be holy and without blame before him in love, 
having predestined us to adoption as sons by Jesus Christ to himself, according to the good pleasure of his will. He chose us before the foundation of the world, by the perfect love and grace of Jesus Christ, predestined, foreordained. That's what our loving Father and Jesus Christ, his Son, have done for us. They've set a plan in motion from the beginning of creation. Jesus Christ's sacrifice has saved us all, but also allows us to have a chance of eternal life. And that's the greatest part of the plan. He made us and has always known us. Like Steve said last week in his message, he has known us since we were in the womb. He always has. He knows every hair in our head. He knows our all out ins and outs. He knows us more than anybody ever does and ever will. He created us. But he gave us free will. So he opens that door. He tinkers with this part of our life and tinkers with that part. But ultimately, because of that free will, he lets us choose if we're going to walk through that door. Because it is, at the end of the day, our choice. He'll call us. He'll show us things. Like I said, he'll tinker here a little, tinker there a little. But ultimately, it's our choice to go through that door. And don't forget, Jesus Christ literally is the door. As he says in John chapter 9, and verse 9. John chapter 9, verse 9. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. He's the only way through, Jesus Christ himself. I am the door, he said. So we know that God truly knows us. He called us out from the world. He wants us to share in his plan, both Jesus Christ and the Father. Do we know how he wants us to help in his plan? How to help in his work, help in this church? If you don't, pray to him. If you have gifts and talents that he wants you to use and apply, he'll show you. We may know what we're good at or what we can do, but he knows the best way for us to follow through and how to best to use it. Because sometimes we know, but God always knows how. So, if the assembly line in our life breaks down, do we know how to fix it? If we've had a bad week, a bad month, or even a bad year, is there a way through it? And I'll relate how two years ago, some of you may know my sister Margaret died of uh, breast cancer. She'd been finding it for eight years. In 2009 is when she was first diagnosed with it. And, you know, as some of you may know, it, it's, it's bad in Britain with the national health care. It's, it's so much slower getting some services done and appointments, you know. When she was first diagnosed with it, it was like two months before she came back for another appointment to, to, to test or whatever. It was, it's, so that's, that's the only bad thing about it. But um, if anyone could fight cancer, Margaret could. She's my oldest sister. Um, very strong personality, tough character. And uh, if anyone could, she could. And like I said, she fought it for eight years. And, you know, we prayed for her. I, many times I had announcements here for her to pray for her. My, my family did over in, in Britain in, in the church over there. 
And at, at this particular time, it wasn't part of God's plan for her to live. She was 53 when she died two years ago. But, you know, there, there is a promise that God has given us. I'll see her again someday. And it's not going to be in heaven. It's going to be the second resurrection after the millennium. I have that assurance. One of God's greatest promises. We will see our fathers, our mothers. If we're unfortunate to lose a child or whatever. That time will come. We will see them again. And I will see my sister Margaret in all her beauty one day again. And that, that's a tremendous hope and a tremendous promise. So no matter what our assembly line is, that breaks down in our life. We have a loving God who knows how to help us. Let's go to the book of Isaiah 41 and verse 10. The book of Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 10. Isaiah 41 and verse 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. The mighty God who helped the Israelites escape from Egypt with miracles and power is on our side. He is our God, and he will strengthen us. Let's go to the book of Philippians, chapter 4, verses 6 and 7. Philippians 4, verses 6 and 7. Okay. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And there's a little excerpt I want to read from my study Bible here, which I think gives a little bit of extra meaning to Paul's words and why he chose those words. The words, will guard. Paul's quote, Paul's choice of a military term implies that the mind is in a battle zone and needs to be protected by a military guard. Since the purpose of such a guard in a wartime situation is either to prevent a hostile invasion or to keep the inhabitants of a besieged city from escaping, the peace of God operates in the same way, to protect the mind from external corrupting influences and to keep the mind focused on God's truth. End quote. Very well said, very well put. Never forget prayer and always be thankful. Never forget prayer and always be thankful to God. And I want to go back for one more scripture here which really can inspire us, can help us to feel good about our promise. And This is <clears throat> Matthew 28 verses uh, 19 through 20. It's, it's called the Great Commission that Jesus gave to his disciples right before his uh, ascension. But Matthew 28, verses 19 and 20. Matthew 28, verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things that I have commanded you. And lo, 
I am with you always, even to the end of the age. Amen. This is one of Christ's greatest promises. He is always with us, even to the end of the world, the end of all time. He is always there for us, and he's always accessible, 24-7, 365. God knows how to look after us. He knows how to fix us. Whereas Henry Ford's engineer cost him $10,000 to tinker with the assembly line, we have a God whose ability to tinker is priceless. There's knowing, and then there's knowing how. Our God knows everything, and he absolutely knows how.